Hi there, my name is Matt Brown, and this is the Million Dollar Principles series where I'm going to share with you principles that I've applied in my own life and my own entrepreneurial journey to build multiple million dollar businesses. Um, and I hope that these principles uh, will resonate with you and that you will use them in your own business because they do work. Um, so once upon a time <laughs> in Neverland, <laughs> um, I had a reasonably successful podcast called The Matt Brown Show. <laughs> and the Bitcoin price was running. It was 2019. And I uh, started covering the, the blockchain crypto space. And I couldn't stop selling out live shows. Uh, my podcast was the first event or podcast to trend on Twitter in uh, Africa and the history of South African or African media. And it was all because of my live shows. I sold out nine shows back to back right across the country. The last show had, you know, 500, 600 people there. Um, and it was broadcast to 52 countries live. Uh, CNBC was you know, broadcasting the show. Um, and uh, funny story, I forgot to turn off the the ticket sales <laughs> on the ticketing software. And I'm sitting there and the room is just jammed. I feel like a complete rock star. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like hectic. It's the most media attention I've ever had in my life. Um, and people are standing. And I'm like, why are people standing? Because there should be 500 seats here. And I'm like, oh, damn. I forgot to turn off the, the, the ticketing. So, so I actually just buying um, tickets while I've, I'm, I'm on stage. And they're like, you know, got a lot of sh shit for it on social media. Uh, so why am I telling you all of this? Well, I'm telling you all of this because um, my podcast, I was trying to build a media company, a podcast business. And while I was selling out shows, I didn't really have a business. Um, and it was a really tough time because I was famous. People are like, oh, Matt Brown, meet people at events and stuff. And people, and I say I'm famous, I'm saying in the small pond of <laughs> South Africa. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd go to events, people like, oh, you Matt Brown. Yeah, man, I've been following your podcast. Dude, it's like it completely changed my life. And that was great. The notoriety was great, but deep down, I didn't really have a business. And that's why I was, you know, an entrepreneur and I am an entrepreneur is to build things that matter. So one day I hired someone, his name was Maverick. He's still the producer of the Matt Brown show. And it was basically me and him in a broom cupboard. <laughs> I like to tell the story. It was a small little storage room at the Mesh Club, which was a very fancy club for entrepreneurs. You, know, you must drink whiskey and wear college shirts, you know. Um, and I was petrified to hire him because I was like, damn, now the business is not actually about me. And that's what I learned was that, you know, the day that a business doesn't start the day that you found it, a business starts the day that you hire someone, because then you know that the business has got nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. And now suddenly you're not only responsible for you and your family, you're now responsible for him and his family. Um, and so that's kind of where it started. And, you know, he came to me one day and he goes, Matt, I really think we should bring back the brand Digital Kung Fu, which was a company I'd literally dropped to be, to try and build the media business. And it was called Matt Brown Media. And I was like, dude, no, I'm not bringing it back. And he's like, Matt, I love the name. Please, can you bring it back? And he's a, he's a really nagging <laughs> character. So I'm like, fuck it. I said, listen, if you do it, if you, if you bring it back, it's your fucking problem. I need you to do the, 
the logos, you must do the website, you must do everything. I don't want to know about it, just get it done. He's like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, I'll do it, I'll do it. So I'm like, sweet. So he brought it back um, and we started to get revenue, we started to get customers, but we were everything to everyone. So we were basically selling um, you know, content to anybody who would buy. And then one day I woke up and um, I looked at my customer base and I realized that 90% of my customers were uh, technology brands. And so I made the decision that day to basically uh, niche down on the tech sector. And what was really important about that uh, decision was that it scared the shit out of me. Because when you choose to be for someone, you really define yourself. And, um, and when you define yourself, um, you don't define yourself by what you say yes to. You define yourself by what you say no to. And in many cases, we want to just say yes as startup founders. You know, we want to basically say yes to everything and everyone just to make money, just to keep a, a roof over our head. And um, it's, it's okay to a point. But if you keep doing that, if you everything to everyone, you become invisible. So you never really grow as fast as you would like to. Um, and so we made the decision to niche down on the tech sector. And I said, what does the tech sector need? No, they need leads. So we're going to do pipeline. And we had a team of like eight people. We were living, living, uh, living in my cottage at the time. And it was a truly exciting time because you didn't, we didn't know if we were going to win or, or fail. And I knew that, you know, if we didn't succeed, there were eight families on the line. So that was, that was the thing. And so we just went for it. We created like 200 different uh, digital content pieces and we launched the new brand Digital Kung Fu as the pipeline generation business for, uh, you know, company for tech, for tech brands. And we literally shot the lights out. Everybody knew about us. And we just kept growing. We grew, we grew exponentially. We did 3 million our first year, 9 million the next year, 20 million the next year, all with the same customer base. And it all came from niching down. And that's the principle, is you must niche down. If you don't choose to niche down, you will die. You will suffer and you will never grow as fast as you can grow. And when markets move as fast as they do, you need to move faster than the markets. And the only way that you can truly differentiate yourself is by saying that you are for someone. You stand for this thing. If you're not part of this ecosystem, if you don't fall into this bucket for us as a company, then you are not our customer. You must go away. Um, and, you know, just yesterday we were asked to pitch on a, on a campaign and I said to the, to the potential customer, it was half a, half a million dollars sort of thing. Um, and uh, I said, no. What was it like saying no to business? Oh, it's petrifying when you're starting out. <laughs> it's not an easy thing to say no when you know you need the revenue because you don't have runway, you know what I mean? But uh, you have to say no, and it takes guts. Uh, you have to be courageous. You have to back yourself no matter what. You have to burn the ships. It's like if you're, you know, my kids are making noises outside here. You know, I'm a dad of two. Um, and, you know, with them, I didn't get to say no. <laughs> you know what I mean? And your business is like a baby. It's like it's your small baby, right? Um, and so when your business dies, it's like a child dying. So to say no, it's like saying no to your kid when he wants a sweet, 
You know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like they hate you for it. <laughs> they literally hate you for it. So it's like, and it's heartbreaking, but you have to say no, right? Because of the good of the baby, for the good of the business. You have to say no. In fact, the more you can say no, the better off you're going to be because you can be focused. Like one of the great, you know, bullshit uh, <laughs> ideas is like, find, find, you know, you have one successful company, now you must find another one to double your revenue. What a load of shit. What a load of shit. Do not do that. Don't get romanced by the woman in the red dress. You know that scene from The Matrix where it's the woman in the red dress and then Neo turns around and he's got a gun, it's an agent to his head. You know, and, and this is the thing with entrepreneurs and with me, especially it's like, you have, you get romanced by the lady in the new dress, right? That shit will get you killed. It will get you fucking killed. So say no, say no and watch what happens. But above all, choose to be for someone, choose to be for a small business in the financial services uh, industry, choose to be for you know, real estate brokers for, you know, your particular state or your little suburb. Be for someone. Be the number one in your area. And the only way that you can be number one is if you choose to be number one. And the context there is about choosing to be for someone. It's like, um, you know, I, can, I can't tell you the amount of revenue we, we made, uh, millions of dollars in revenue, because we were specialist in the tech sector. There were other companies that did the same thing, but for anyone. And guess who won? We did. We won Africa's best tech startup because we niched down. So niche down and watch what happens. <laughs>Ever wanted to become a best-selling author? Well, I'm in the influence business and I work with business owners and CEOs and business leaders to help them scale their influence. And we do this as a team by helping you to become a best-selling author, sought-after speaker and industry influencer in only 30 days. My team and I have developed a system that delivers a best-selling book and a launch campaign 300% faster and 50% less cost than anyone else in North America. This system is incredibly efficient. One of my clients Haiku went from a 2% share of voice globally to an 11% share of voice globally in only seven days. If you'd like more information, head on over to showworksmedia.com for more. That is showworks with an X.com.